All right, so yesterday, um, searching for news stories, I wanted to see, you know, what can I find to talk about? And although it wasn't something that I was thinking about for uh, just a typical call-in show, but it did grab my attention, and it was the eight habits of insanely fit people. Uh, many of you know the, my story of being really big back in uh, the summer and fall of 2006, and then getting scared, and then getting in, in touch with a guy that helped me to lose the weight, and thankfully, uh, six years later, uh, lost uh, upwards of 100 pounds and have been able to keep it off. But this thing of eight habits of insanely fit people, you know, one of the secret goals that I have is to be able to be one of those insanely fit people. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking this thing through and I'm thinking, okay, all right. So then um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I meet a uh, personal trainer uh, and wanted to see what she thought about this list. And she said, well, it's a pretty good list, but it's not what typically people ought to be doing. And then all of a sudden she got my attention uh, because there's a difference between what the insanely fit people are doing and what we need to be doing in order to get more fit. And she's here to join us to talk about that uh, very thing. Lisa Seaman, uh, personal trainer at Fitness Quest Personal Training and Consulting. Lisa, welcome to KDK. Great to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So um, I come across this story, Eight Habits of Insanely Fit People. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, fit people don't diet. Okay. And, and so that's, that's, that's a good thing, right? That's something we can probably spend a week on. But let me start by saying the word diet. Normally in a nutrition consultant, nutritionist, or personal trainer's vocabulary, we just don't like that word. So I will say I agree with that, that fit people don't diet. What they do is meal plan. They change their lifestyle and their ways of thinking about food and eating. So it's not just a calorie deficit. It's not just a point system. It's mm -hmm. not just prepackaged food. We're going to learn how to take the foods, put them in the proper combinations together so that your body can metabolize and burn body fat so that you can be the fitter person. So diet per se, quick fix for red carpet. Yes. Yes. But for long term, you can't stay on a diet forever. Right. Yeah. So, so live on like flavored water and juices <laughs> for the red carpet for a couple of days. Usually but, what it is is cutting completely out the carbs to get to the red carpet, right? One of the things that's frustrated me so much about the typical weight loss industry is that it's it's almost as though it's designed to keep people on this treadmill. That's right. Where it, it's almost as though it's designed to fail because who can do these things for the rest of whatever, and all the focus is on do this to lose it, and there's very little attention paid to what on do you do next to maintain. That's right. And that's where the difference between having what the number eight, I think, was on that insane list. It was having the support system okay. of really weeding out and finding someone like you did that you trust with the information to be able to help you get to that place, get go through your journey, mm -hmm. but then like you're saying, more importantly, be able to hold on to it and how you lose it is your goal. Yeah. And something else I noticed that when they decide these insanely fit people, mm -hmm. when, when it comes to food consumption, I will grant you that they don't necessarily have to stare at calories and all of that, but they look at the food of, is this actually going to fuel me? For what it is that I want to do and I want to get done in the body that I want to have, is it going to serve my purpose beyond just my tongue? That is exactly right. 
that you hit the nail right on the head. It is. Not I do about, that occasionally. <laughs> unfortunately, Mangino, we need to do that more like twenty four seven for quite a few weeks in a row. Okay. Get you there, and then you want to maintain it. It can't. Now, the one of the tips in there is that you have to have a cheat day. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can Go I? Can I like direct the, uh, the, the 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 list of things we go um, through? Sure. I, I I really appreciate that. That's very kind of you. <laughs> That's me. Yes. That's why I just, when we were talking yesterday about this, and I thought, you know what, it really would be best if I actually bring her in studio, because if not, I, I don't know if, if you'll ever get a word in. I, I would completely lose control if we did this over the phone. It would be like, hello, this Give is me Lisa, some hand signals. We'll and be then good. Uh, uh, off she goes. And by the way, the show's over now, and have a good day. <laughs> Okay, I'll be good. Okay, so they look at food yes. about fueling a purpose. Yes. It isn't just about satisfying the taste buds. And, and we all eat, typically, about what tastes good, what's going to be great to the palate, and then with almost no regard whatsoever to what it does to the body. I mean, that's why we're eating so much junk food and ingredients where you can't even read the labels, practically. That's right. You can say a little bit more than that if you okay, want to. Okay, now. Not a whole lot more, just a little bit more. So when it comes to picking <laughs> these foods, what we want to try and teach yes. is it doesn't have to just be about fueling the body. You can also tickle your taste buds at the same time. And that's what most people don't want to put the work into doing because that takes some pre-planning and pre-preparing, understanding spices and mm. seasonings. So you can have all that. Yes. At the same time and still have it taste good, I promise. Right. I, I don't have to live on kale. You do not. You never even have to touch Andy, kale. Andy, you, no Andy, kale. Did you hear that, Andy? You don't have to live on kale. I, I'm just, I, well, that's a different issue. <laughs> he likes kale, he says. So it's a completely different thing. We'll get to that later. Though. Okay. Now, uh, next thing, they find a way to enjoy the exercise. It isn't as though, uh, okay, oh, I got to go and do the push-ups and I got to go and do this sit-ups. They actually figure out ways of making it enjoyable. How do we do that? Okay. So you have to employ the help of, I believe, a buddy, a friend, a partner, a personal trainer, a group. Mm -hmm. That's a great start. So if you, if you think you like to dance and you want to go out and find a class that's samba, that's zumba, whatever all the little dance craze ones are, then go do that. And that'll get your foot in the door. But you need to have a combination mm -hmm. of the cardio and the weight training to really get the body that you want. So when it comes to liking it, all you have to do is force yourself have an appointment date with yourself for mm -hmm. whatever that workout that you're going to pick is. The endorphin release that you will get and the euphoric feel that you feel, if you pick the thing that's going to be great for you, mm -hmm. okay, it's almost uncomparable and you want that feeling again. You, you do get a buzz, you, don't you? You get a buzz and you want that feeling and you will become finally addicted to a good thing. And you're absolutely right, because I've noticed as uh, I w work out more, I, there are times it's like, okay, I, I got to get this in. But by the time you're into it and you're done, it's like, oh, my goodness, that was fantastic. All my 5 a.m. that wake up for the 6 a.m. push class, Yeah, I say, get there. Just get there. I'll take care of the rest. Just get there. About time 6.45 comes, you don't even realize what time it is. Uh -huh. Half of them are telling me they've gotten all their chores done within an hour. You just have to get the foot in the door. The rest will happen by itself. So are you, are you doing a push class tomorrow? Uh, yes, sir. 6 a.m.? Yes, sir. <laughs> and you're getting up at what time? 
Um, the alarm's due to get off at about five. Five, and you'll be hitting the snooze button, I'm guessing, at least two or three <laughs> at times. At least two or three times until the dog starts attacking me, yes. <laughs> Lisa Seaman is with us.